This is Deadfall Crime Stoppers. Thanks for joining us today. We're hanging out with the one and only Rosalind Neighbor, the Neighborhood Watch's very own guardian angel against poachers. Rosalind, thanks for letting us invade your turf. Invade away, but don't expect a welcome, Matt. <laughs> got it. So, Rosalind, what's got you so fired up about poachers? Well, these woods are my home. I ain't about to let some poachers come in and mess with my critters. Critter Defender, got it. Have you ever had a showdown with these poachers yourself? <laughs> More than a few. Let's just say they learn I shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> Sounds like they got the message loud and clear. Any tips for us regular folks on spotting poachers in the wild? Keep your eyes peeled for anything out of the ordinary. And if you see something fishy, don't hesitate to take action. Got it. Vigilance is key. Thanks for the wisdom, Rosalind. Now, I'll let you get back to patrolling like the badass you are. You do that. And remember, if you have any information about potential poachers in your area, don't hesitate to call Deadfall Crime Stoppers at 1-800-DEADFALL with one L. That's 1-800- Are you about to get the fuck off my lawn? <laughs> The Deadfall Wisconsin Shadowcast is deeply spiteful for the animosity of false supporters and to the Deathwater Consortium for underwriting reproduction of the past. DDWC, providing a haven for art, carnage, identity, and general human virginity. Welcome to the Deadfall Wisconsin Podcast. Here, five of the most experienced and qualified investigative journalists in the world focus their combined expertise and energy into solving one of nature's greatest mysteries. In 1918, right here in Deadfall Wisconsin, a local farmer found a mutilated deer carcass on his property. Scavengers had destroyed most of the remains. However, the skull remained intact, with one odd feature. We are going to spend the next two years finding out. You're in Deadfall. Might as well finish her self-guided tour of these stations. Press the next button. It's stuck. Press it harder? Okay, uh, gross. So sticky and slimy. Ugh, don't wipe that on me, asshole. Shut up. It's starting. Station 7, to arms. This piece depicts the moment when the congregation of desperately foolish men make a rapid series of confidently ill-informed decisions to form a hunting party in pursuit of a heavily antlered and monstrous creature, according to the description given by Scheitzman. True fang deer are the size of Labrador retrievers, and though bearing a similar appearance, are not deer at all. Most obviously, they do not possess antlers. 
Scheitzman, known to many in the area as a faith healer, had whipped up the locals into a frenzy in anticipation of slaying what he termed a divine abomination upon the land and waters. Though effective at the time, one would think such a ruse would undoubtedly prove unsuccessful in the modern era. Near universal accessibility of powerful research tools could easily be employed to repudiate such specious claims before any thinking person could be enticed to engage with such obvious deception and clear folly. Please proceed to the next station. Station 6, The Devil's Quarry. This piece depicts local farmer and diabolical conman Hector Scheitzman pointing out a spring fawn to the congregation, many experienced hunters among them. Though contemporaneous sources disagree on the exact sequence of events, and no photographs exist to confirm or refute the legend, it is widely believed that the animal was one of a herd of fang deer delivered several years before from Chang'an, China, Deadfall's sister city and strategic trading partner in the Far East. Please note the intricate detail work on the very small, minuscule animal itself, with great care having been taken by the artist to accentuate the fang against the muzzle which lets people know that fang deer are really, totally a thing. Please proceed to the next station. They seem to be hunting him. I thought the setup was that Hector Scheitzman found a mutilated carcass on his property. What are you saying, Zack? You think maybe some version of this actually happened? I don't know. Would that be so crazy? Not any crazier than being locked three stories underground, listening to the twelve stations of the deer with you fucks. Maybe that's the closest thing there is to truth. Maybe the closest thing you can get to what's true is to layer all the different bullshit versions of it on top of each other. See what overlaps. Well, what I want to know is what happened to those guys from the firing squad. They haven't been in any more of these wood carvings. Where'd they come from all of a sudden? Where'd they go? We've got, what, five more till we get to the first one? Yeah, but then what? Well, no shit. Here they are, Henry. You sure those are the same characters from before? Looks that way. They're set apart from everyone else, up on some kind of raised platform. There's two smaller groups of people on either side. But what are they all doing? These ones on the left here, they have their backs turned to the guys on the stage. But the ones on the right, are they begging? Praying, maybe? Quit guessing, click the thing. Station five, doubt. This piece depicts the breaking of the consortium into rival factions. Though still ostensibly under the original leadership, there is a schism between those in unwavering worship on the right and those who did waver on the left. Very much. Maybe the most any group has ever wavered. Just some extreme fucking wavering going on back then. 
An important historical footnote to the actual events depicted in this scene, this all happened. It's worth a measured discussion as to how even mutually exclusive interests may align for a specific time and purpose to better develop a fuller view of the repercussions when they inevitably break again. Please proceed to the next station. The Consortium. Deathwater. Right. Sure, but how? How are they involved? Who are they? Four stations left. We may just find out. Okay, I don't get this one at all. Those leaders, I guess, just lying on the ground? Hmm, they are. But the rest of them, they're kind of circled all around, hands raised in fear? Exaltation? Mockery? Station four, the test of faith. This piece depicts the first seeds of doubt creeping into the consortium. Cults thrive on cognitive dissonance, where adherents shoulder the mental load of easing any tension between words and actions in diametric opposition. Here, the leaders have once again passed out before the congregation, forcing them to face the reality of an empty, valueless mandate. Pay particular attention to the disciple left of the drunken heap. Sometimes referred to as the trapper, this figure firmly grips an empty snare. Scholars have wondered for centuries at the meaning of the limp cord. Consensus is that it has something to do with the penis or penises, but definitely not a vagina, because that would probably be like an oyster or something. Please proceed to the next station. Jesus, this is bleak. And it doesn't seem like it's about hunting deer anymore. If anything, it's calling to mind our cult stories. Strongly. I was just thinking that, Henry. You guys both talked about that Church of Hidden Music, which we then found out was real. And the site of a mass suicide. Murder, maybe. Right. Guys, I'm frightened. Me too, Sack. If we die down here, Bastion's gonna have a field day. That fucking dumbass will have gotten something right for the first time in his stupid life. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. What about the 24-hour clocks, though? Okay, here's the third one. These characters are floating above everyone. The rest are puking? Bowling? Hiding. Station three, first propitiation. This piece depicts the leaders floating high above their first creation who bow in what appears to be complete subservience and fear at a mighty power they do not understand. Some critics have countered that, rather than submission, the secondary consortium members can only be interpreted as being part of a neutral depiction of temporal hierarchy. 
late historian and Deadfall master brewer Rosalind Neighbor was often heard remarking to anyone who would listen that this woodcut was real beautiful in a dumb fuck sort of way. Please proceed to the next station. Station 2. The First Creation. This piece depicts the aftermath of the birth of the consortium. The five leaders stand on a stage, lording above the few they have made, who in turn marvel at their makers in blissful, ignorant delight. While the origin of the consortium itself remains a mystery, this scene represents the first moments of reality for those who would obsess about its meaning over the course of the rest of their lives. It's a good thing most people are very good at parsing context to make astute observations about the things outside their everyday experience and ambit of knowledge. Please proceed to the next station. Are we totally sure we want to keep going? The light at the end of the tunnel does not look like it's getting any closer. I'm creeped the fuck out. We can't go back the way we came. The only way out is through. This... this one looks different. It's just... charred wood. Everything's burned. It's nothing. What? Nothing. It's void. It's the void. Is this one of those meta things? Fuck. I don't get art. Welcome to the Deadfall Hall of Fame Secret Vault of Podcasting Excellence. Thank you for joining us today and spending your hard-earned value discs with us. We greatly appreciate and greatly need your loyalty and patronage and absolute unswerving loyalty. The presentation will begin in a few moments. When you have finished taking in the fine wood carving to your satisfaction, you may proceed forward to the next station. Take your time. But please be considerate of waiting patrons. Attention, this exhibit by nature is very dark. If you have a functioning nervous system or an unreasonable fear of poorly lit subterranean environments, you will experience mild to severe discomfort, panic, and existential dread. Just remember, you may be under the earth, but relax. You're buried in deadfall. Caution, under no circumstances should you smell the fungal spores hanging from the ceiling. Doing so will cause intense bodily harm. Station 1, Void Ab Initio. This piece depicts what pundits, scholars, politicians, scientists, the intelligentsia, immigrants, and normal everyday working class people universally agree is the beginning and end of all things. 
Pay close attention to how the artist just burned the fuck out of the wood. With a blowtorch, probably. I'd like to tell you about how each scorch represents something unique and true and ineffable about the reality of the universe. But I can't fucking do that. It's just all burned up. It's not that difficult to do. I could have probably done this. No shit. Maybe you could have, too. You probably did. Please proceed to the next station. Henry. Henry. Oh, uh, what? Buddy, where'd you go? You look like you're a million miles away. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, um... It's just uh, uh, Bastion Alexander went on and on about the void in their soul on the way to the church, remember? Where the fanged deer led us? The fanged deer? The church of hidden music? The old ghosts of New Mercury? The five leaders? Five? It's us. We did this. We are doing this. All of it. What the fuck? My Einstein's glowing bones. Where on earth did that door come from? Hello! Hello! Can anyone hear us? We're in here! There's no fucking doorknob on this thing! Hello! Zach, Zach, hold on. Take a second. You feel that? Henry, do you? I feel it, Professor. I feel it too. Zach? Oh. Oh, wow. So, we could just open it. up here. No offense. What? You just... the door opened? From a certain point of view, you can say that. You could say that. From a certain point of view. This is... I'm... I'm just... holy shit. But wait. Henry, what did you mean when you said, it's us? Who's us? The whole thing. I think we are the... Okay, okay, so you ended up in here somehow, but where'd you get all the firepower? And how'd you know what was going on with me and Alexander? Because we wanted to. (laughs) What? No, really. It sounds... Well, look, I know how it sounds, but just think on it for a minute. We were being drugged. Why? We have false memories. Why? Someone doesn't want us to remember who we are. Someone doesn't want us to remember what we can do. Guys, this is stupid. We're stuck out here in the middle of nowhere, constantly fucked up and chasing weird interweaving memories that ended up being part of a carefully crafted pseudobiography compiled by the Deathwater Consortium. Carefully crafted might be a little generous. Fair point. 
And on top of that, something gummed up the works. The fangs of the deer kept popping up. And that's all us. There aren't any fang deer mentioned in those DWC files we grabbed at the church. They're all over our scripts or whatever the hell you want to call what Sack and Alexander cooked up at that bar. But in the DWC playbook, not one single mention. That's, that's right. And so many people kept asking about them. Gordy, Cassie, Randy. But, so what? Yeah, so what? If you're trying to say you guys had some epiphany or something, some enlightenment, then explain those deer, why don't you? Why were you so obsessed about those stupid fucking deer all the time? They're an anchor. Some sort of rallying point or, or through line. Shit just kept getting weirder and weirder out here. Our stories, these lies we believed, kept folding in on themselves, twisting into each other's even. For some purpose. And the deer kept bringing us... Home. They're home! Oh shit, Alexander, not you too! Yes, you're starting to see it. They're what we use to cut through the fog. Fanged deer are just our kind of weird. They exist, but they don't fit in. Not here, anyway. They stick out, just like the weird little fangs that stick out of their weird little mouths. White-tailed deer? Everyone in Wisconsin knows about them. These fucking things? Not so much. Makes sense if you don't really think about it. What are you saying, Henry? Sack, what's he saying? What we're saying, Bastion, is that fanged deer, the idea of fanged deer, it grounds us, brings us back to reality when things get muddled. And you best believe someone wants us muddled. They've been trying to keep us at bay, Bastion. They're scared of our power. It's so goddamn smart. They couldn't control us, so they drugged us. They changed us to stop us from becoming. They do want our power. They, they, they are the Deathwater Consortium. No, Alexander. We are the Deathwater Consortium. Thank you for visiting Deadfall, Wisconsin. This has been episode 21, The Only Way Out is Through, starring Phil Gabler, Carl First, Eric Stegbauer, Annie Message, Ryan Jarvis, and Brad Kress. Written by Eric Stegbauer, with additional writing by Carl First. Sound mixing and music by Eric Stegbauer. Song credits, The Old Fangs of the Deer, performed by The Old Ghost of New Mercury. Lyrics and music by Carl First. False Easter, performed by the Old Ghosts of New Mercury. Lyrics and music by Carl First and the Old Ghosts of New Mercury. And The Void, written and performed by Eric Stegbauer. Produced by the Deathwater Consortium. Join us next week as the team just, I don't even know anymore. They just get into some really weird shit. <laughs>